Hello, welcome to the Horror Comics Podcast. I opened with Tom Waits because I knew that he did Old Lang Sung, Sing, sorry, Old Line, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, and uh, yeah, so I wanted that, but I kind of wanted to tune, obviously, out the other part of the song. But here we are, and I know that I said... Uh, Hey, you know, not sure that I'm going to have another episode before 2020. And we actually recorded this episode that you're about to hear, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Um, But I'm not going to bore you with the details, but fucking AT&T and Comcast, fuck them. Both of them. Fuck both of them. Comcast, do we have internet now? Yes. Thank you. Thank you for providing the internet. Did you screw me over about three times before you actually provided the internet? Yes, you did. Do I have internet now? It's great. Yes, it is. It's fine. Did you fuck me over before that? Yes, you did. Yeah, so fuck all of you, but I still have internet now, and that's great. Thank you. Holy shit. So me and Joey, Joey and I, uh, I know we recorded this episode talking about the Dollhouse family, number two, number three, and uh, Basket Full of Heads, uh, number two. And uh, had a blast talking to him about this. And uh, we've got more coming up. It's going to be a part of the show. Um, and I hope you enjoy it. But I'm, I'm never fear. I'm not abandoning the, uh, the old school horror stuff. I am going to be getting back to that regularly now that I'm starting to get set up here in my new uh, studio, in my new situation. And now that I actually have internet regularly, can you imagine? By the way, did I say fuck AT&T and Comcast? Oh my God, if there were other options here uh, in the state of Louisiana, that would just be insane, like reasonable options. There are other people that are like, we provide high-speed internet. Yes, you'll be able to load one website per hour. No, but uh, regardless, we did get to record this episode and it was a fun one. We had drinks, we were loosey-goosey talking about the details, and as per usual, when I talk to someone else about a book that we have both read, they generally have a lot of insight on things that I, for some reason, just missed, and the same goes for these books. Um, I don't know what my deal is, or why, like, with, with modern books, I tend to... I don't know, like certain details just go over my head, uh, and hopefully that makes me read comics differently moving forward, but as time goes on, I keep realizing that I'm like, well, what's the deal with this? And either Jordan uh, with me on DC Comics Squadcast or talking to Joey over here uh, is like, well, because this, this, and this, and I'm like, you're right, you're right, I totally missed that. But anyway, um, had a great time talking, and I just wanted to do this intro real quick to 
I guess also say that yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not abandoning any of the podcast stuff. I'm not leaving behind old school comics at all. I'm still I actually have still been acquiring them at a very irresponsible rate. Um and I have plenty of you know books to choose from and I actually found a new antique shop that had uh some old like Warren uh 19 not even 1984 but 1994 comic and like a old um marvel uh and it's like the magazine form but then an old sorry an old marvel magazine like epic magazine and it's just like full of like fantasy stuff and it's just like straight up like nudity like boobs and like stabbing people through the face and i'm like dude how did I not know this shop existed? So anyway, I found a bunch of new stuff. I've bought stuff on eBay. I've bought stuff in person. Um, it's just uh, the recording process has been hard to get around to. But fuck, here I am. And it feels good. It feels so good to finally be back. And uh, I, right now I'm just recording the intro to the episode. Um, and I'll be back to do the outro. But yeah, uh we're covering the Hill House Comics imprint of the DC Black Label imprint of DC Comics. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on with DC, but I'll tell you what. I do know that their Black Label stuff has been the best that they're putting out. Um, and the Hill House Comics stuff has been strong. Uh, spoilers, I guess, for feelings on the books, but I, I haven't read anything from Hill House Comics where I'm like, oh, no. And I'm a huge Sandman, like Neil Gaiman, the Sandman, even Golden Age Sandman, um, where he has, like, the, you know, the top hat and the trench coat and the mask. I'm not a big fan of the uh, Jack Kirby Sandman, but it's not bad. It's an interesting concept, but I don't like having, like, a little sidekick and whatnot. Anyway... Big fan of like the Neil Gaiman Sandman um, series, and I yeah they 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 kind of brought back for Vertigo. Now it's Black Label is basically Vertigo. So it brought back the Sandman universe, and Neil Gaiman was kind of involved in curating. <clears throat> and you have the different series, <clears throat> and it's interesting. It's interesting, but I every book didn't keep me on my toes you know i i the house of whispers i was kind of like eh, okay you clearly have no goal here no vision no drive like towards a certain storyline you're just talking shit um so i got bored with a lot of it um but i have to say with the hill house comics part of it it's it's all very interesting and we're gonna talk more about it um uh, in the next episode or the next episode that we actually talk about this stuff. And, um, yeah. So I, I, I mean, as far as horror comics go, man, I've got to, I've got to say like, I'm very surprised with what DC is allowing them to do. Um, and just as a shout out, I have to say, okay, so eerie publications, I've talked about it before. They're bringing back the brand, but they've actually decided to rebrand into their own thing. And it's ghastly publications ghastly with a gh and um they have <clears throat> sorry if hell's tales they've done well just look them up you can google it you can get on amazon you can look up ghastly publications you can look eerie publications might still pop up some of their um past reprints that they've been doing of um 
some of the old horror comic magazines. But uh, yeah, they've got Hell's Tales coming up here. Um, actually, I don't know the release date, but go look it up. Ghastly Publications, they've got awesome stuff. They're, they're actually employing people that I've been talking about. Uh, people that whose art that I love, like Trevor Markwart, uh, dude is fucking awesome artist and writer and um, a part of some great projects. And now he's being picked up by different publications. And, and I'm not saying that in a way that like to mean that like I did that. I'm just like, I'm following him. I'm a fan. Like, hey, I don't get paid. I, you know, he's not like buying ad space from me. I'm just a fucking fan of the dude. <laughs> he's got great art and does great stories. And it's just cool to watch his progression. And uh, he's doing that. You still have Anthony doing Show's End, uh, among other things. Like, go get Show's End. That story is fucking awesome. Um, uh, David Murdoch, who had Lucas that I talked about. Um I, I can't remember if I talked about like the whole making it a video game aspect of it, but like they're making that happen. So you can go to YouTube and search Lucas chapter one development teaser and look at the teaser for that. But dude, that's the, I don't even know how just look up Lucas graphic novel, David Murdoch, um, David M U R D O C H and get, that graphic now it, it's so fucking good and they're making a video game out of it and i don't even know how this is gonna work as a video game i don't mean that in a bad way i can't wait to see how it turns out uh go seriously go get that and i'm hoping for a chapter two um of the book even because it's it's, it's damn good uh so yeah, uh check out david murdoch's uh lucas chapter one look up the uh the development teaser, the, the game trailer. Again, look up Anthony Cleveland's show's end because I can't say it enough. It's fucking awesome. And then Trevor Markwart, who's doing work for Gasly Publications, which is the rebranding of Eerie Publications, like bringing it back, seriously, like old school horror comic magazines and bringing that stuff back. And they're making their own sort of mark on it. And they're bringing in Trevor uh, to work on stories and using some of his stories and his and his art uh, seriously he's, he has a great like classic look to his art while still being his own sort of thing his own unique brand on it and uh, I, I can't I can't say enough about it uh, if you want to get more of his work I'm sure you could find him and uh, get everything he's done he's at morbid underscore comics uh, but also Tales from the Black Circle is the one that I bought. You can find a, you can buy physical copies of that through a oh I want to say the wrong thing. It's not Kickstarter. It's oh god, just okay. Google Tales from the Black Circle, and it's a crowdfunding site. But they have very smartly they have it set up to where you can still just buy it through there, which is what I did. I bought it on Comixology as well. Uh, just to support because that's what I do. And if you have a comic that you're making and you have it available to buy, I will buy it. Uh, even if you want to send me a review copy, that's cool too, but I'm going to buy it regardless because I want to support. Um, so yeah, go look up Trevor Markowitz's work. And again, with Show's End with Anthony Cleveland, go fucking go get Show's End. It's so cool. It's awesome. And he has stories in the tales from the cryptic closet which was which was a uh, I think a Kickstarter 
or yeah, Kickstarter deal uh, that was fucking awesome, uh, really cool. And uh, if I'm being honest, I think he was very underutilized in that because his portions were the shortest portion, but like the best ones. So I'm like, okay, so maybe the clue here is to give this guy bigger stories. Anyway, I'm telling you guys about uh, you guys and gals about artists and, and writers that I think are so much further ahead um, in their style and their talent than what they're being given. Not that what they're being given is not good. What they're doing is awesome. I'm just telling you, I think that these guys are the future. I think they are um, doing, I mean, miracles for the genre that we're all interested in. That's why I'm talking about this. And if you are participating in this genre of horror comics, or even just like bordering and teetering on the line of horror, you're not, you're not sure if it's horror, maybe it's more sci-fi, totally fine. I'm, we're going to consider it part of the genre. Um, and send it my way. I would be happy to promote it for free. I don't ask for money. I do my ads through the hosting company, and you know you'll see them come up. They're gonna be annoying. You're gonna fast forward through them. Hopefully you listen and maybe you know do your own podcast and whatnot through them. But like I just I'm I just get so excited about new artists and writers um, that I've never heard of or seen who are doing awesome work and who have a fucking a uh, great worth work ethic behind them. They're 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 uh, fucking hustling. They're uh, driven. And the people that I've mentioned tonight, um, tonight, when, whenever you're listening to this, but David and Anthony and Trevor, they are just like when when I look at what they do, I'm just like, why are you not one of the top names? in the industry. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not just saying that again, I'm not being paid by any of these people <laughs> to say, I like, I just genuinely love their work. So please go check them out. Go check them out. It's David Murdoch, Trevor Mar- Markwart, and Anthony Cleveland. They, they have such amazing work out there. And Trevor Markwart, I know has great work. That's about to be coming out uh, again through ghastly pu- uh, publications. Go find him on Twitter and and more he's got stuff that's going to be happening i'm telling you you don't have a style like that and and don't get picked up and 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 get traction seriously uh you want to you want to get on these guys all of them and uh you want to be one of the people that's like hey i heard about this person when they only had the uh indiegogo account for you know tales from the black circle or, or you know shows end and i was having to promote it by myself on you know, and then Lucas too. Lucas is one of the things that's been like, that's hard to find. You could, but here's the fucking crazy thing about Lucas by David Murdoch is you can look on eBay for copies in that book and it's like sold for like several hundred bucks. Like, yeah, this is somebody you want to, this is some, clearly there's something there. And like, I've talked about it, go back in the episodes and, and I like, I gushed about Lucas when I read it. I mean, it was like in just i was entranced by it like yeah i can't say enough so go check it out go support these people and like i said if you have something that you want me to support send it my way if it's available to buy i'll buy it um or if you have someone that you want to promote that you think i should go read 
and that I should support, um, send it my way. I'll pick it up and I will talk about it. Um, I kind of fell into meeting these people uh, through via Twitter uh, and like falling in love with their work. And God, it's, it's, I mean, serendipitous, I guess, but like, man, I, I just never expected this. And, 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 and the people that listen and, and interact on social media and whatnot, like I can't even thank you enough. It, it seriously means the world. Um, especially since it's taken me so long to get to a fucking, and my cat is trying to apparently tear my wall down. I don't, I don't even know if it's going to come across through the recording, but, um, <clears throat> But thank you all so much for listening. Anyway, we're going to get to this episode. We're going to talk to Joey Casco, the wonderful Joey Casco. We're going to talk about some of the new horror comics. Um, and we wouldn't be talking about them if we didn't think it was worth it because they're doing good stuff at Hill House Comics through Joe Hill, his imprint at DC Comics through Black Label, which is the key to DC Comics, I feel like, these days. That's the key through Black Label, um, where they're allowed to pretty much tell the stories they want to tell and be gritty and be dark and be violent and get away with it and not really have a lot of limitations. So I apologize again for taking so long to get to the episode, but I I needed to gush about these artists and these writers. Um, But here we go. Let's talk to Joey Casco about the Hill House comics for Dollhouse Family and Basketful of Heads. All right, man, we're we're rolling along. Uh, finally, it took me forever, but <laughs> here I am. Uh, that's it. I gotta go to bed now. It's we're yeah. It's yeah, it's been real, man. Uh, so uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully, you're still. You sent me a uh, message. You were sipping on some kind of uh, delicious looking brew. What what were you drinking there, man? Oh, the, the oyster stout. Oh, dude, have, have you ever had stout? I've no, I've never had oyster oyster stout. Okay. You said no. So oyster stout started in like Victorian England, where all right. So the in bars they had uh, so you would have like a stout, and you would have this spread of oysters, and you would actually drink this stout with oysters. You you know cool. suck down oysters and suck it down with some stout, and then some crazy guy just thought that, you know what, what if we brewed this beer with oysters? You actually put the oysters in the stout and brewed it together. <laughs> and, like and food poisoning, but uh, yeah. we'll figure that out later. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, is that you don't actually get the flavor of the oysters. The, you know, That's the surprising. Actual... That's crazy. Yeah, you get this minerality from, from the shells. And you get this kind of like thickness at the at the end, and it, it it's great, it, it's awesome. And so I have Cape Cod beer. I, I'm I live on Cape Cod. I'm from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. That's awesome. uh, so I have Cape Cod beer uh, oyster stout, where they actually took uh, oysters from every town within Cape Cod and put it in this beer. And they actually instead of like you know upsetting any um, any oyster farm from throughout Cape Cod, what they did is they went through each and every uh, oyster. The uh, what am I? What's the word I'm looking for? The uh, the the, uh, 
each the the towns they went through the town the actual towns for that run the the uh, the oyster farms and everything. Okay. They asked them, you know, you know what farms do you want to use and everything, and uh, so instead of upsetting the the oyster farms and uh, you know going through one, they went through the uh, each and every town so they could go, th- you know, just. I don't even know what I'm. I don't know. Just to uh, make sure it's like like to get local, you mean, or just to find the best? Just, just be local. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. You know, so they, so they can include everybody. Yeah. And the only one that they weren't able to do was Harwich, and for the original, the original, you know, I don't know, I don't want to say vintage, but the original brew that they made. Yeah. They Harwich, so they actually threw just like a quahog shell in there to represent Harwich. So I don't know if they have Harwich in there now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like an oyster stout that represents, represents every single town within Cape Cod, which that's is pretty awesome. cool. No, that, yeah. that's badass. It's uh, cool. yeah. so, okay. You said Quahog. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to take it down. But I think <laughs> the obvious question is going to be, that's a type of oyster. Yes. Okay. That's, that's interesting. I, I never, I, grow like watching family guy over the years i never because I, I know quahog rhode, rhode island i think is a fictional town but like yeah. uh it's named after an oyster it's okay. not a real town but it's named after an oyster right that's awesome that's hilarious and well you quahogs are usually stuffed so they're usually like breaded and seasoned and like baked and this whole fancy thing but yeah a quahog is a type of oyster that's awesome it, I like oysters are really big here in Louisiana. Like that's, you know, a lot of people eat them just raw, um, like out of the shell. They put like Louisiana hot sauce on them or, uh, you know, they'll do fried oysters and stuff too. But I remember my, one of the first, uh, I guess, handful of times I'd hung out with uh, the person who's now my wife, but uh, it, you know, things were still fresh and we went to, um, I think our bands were actually playing a show together and like it was at this uh, bar in downtown Shreveport and they served some seafood and whatnot. And she ordered raw oysters. I remember they came to the table and I was just, I'm not a fan of oysters. I'm just not like if they're in like a seafood, like gumbo or something like that, I'm like, okay, cool. But like just especially raw. No, but she took those fucking things and she just doused them in Louisiana hot sauce and she just sucked them down. And if, oh, it's, yeah. and if it sounds like I'm about to be like, and it was the hottest fucking thing I've ever seen, it's not what I was going to say. I was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> like, is this, how's this going to go? But, uh, you, know, I, you know, obviously it worked out, but I just, I was like, how are you doing that? That looks disgusting. Uh, but hey, you know, more power to her. So, um, yeah, long story short, not a fan of oysters, but interesting <laughs> factoid there. On, uh, well, then, like I said, that's the thing. You don't, you don't get that oyster flavor. It's not fishy. That's awesome. You get this great minerality off of it and everything. It, it, and it actually, it, it's from Victoria, England. And that's they, great. They make, that, that's, that's fucking, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, that, that's great. <laughs> that's because, mm-hmm. you know, oysters with hot sauce is amazing. I, like I said, I'm from Cape Cod. That, that's my thing. That's yeah. my jam. That's awesome. And, and food and everything. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, yeah. Well, I'm drinking a, uh, uh, let's see, what's the story behind this one? It's a Sam Samuel Adams uh, winter lager. <laughs> My wife. With you, what? Samuel Adams? Uh, winter lager. <laughs> That's a festive Bach with spices. <laughs> uh, yeah. she, my wife trekked 
through the Louisiana winter uh, to nice. the to the Kroger grocery store and, and bought a twelve pack of them and brought okay. them home. So no, not really a story there. But uh, you got Sam Winter, right? Do you I? Sam, Sam Winter. You got Samuel Adams Winter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is one of my favorites. I love yeah. that. One of my favorite seasonals. You you're gonna soon getting you're gonna get cold snap soon. Maybe. Hopefully. I, yeah, I really like this a lot. Okay, I have a question for you. And I know that this is a yeah. horror comics uh, discussion, but hey, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's it's, it's beer right now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right now, we got the microphones, and you're going to listen to every word I say. Uh, okay, so there was there was a beer probably, shit, man, 15 years ago, uh, 10, 15 years, somewhere in there, called Winter's Bourbon. And... Uh, it was always on tap at this bar here, but it, it finally went to stores and that's when I realized it was actually a big brand like Samuel Adams or somebody, but I cannot remember. Does this sound familiar at all? Winter's bourbon. Yeah. And it was a seasonal, uh, and it was incredible. And then they bottled it and it wasn't incredible anymore. (laughs) <laughs> but on draft, it was awesome. Like me and my friend would just go to this bar specifically just to get <laughs> this beer uh, on draft because it was amazing. But like then we found out it it was like, God, who are some of some of the other big uh, God? I You know, if it, I, I drink a lot of <laughs> not classy beers, uh, even though we have our own like several breweries here. Uh, that are fantastic. Like you know, it gets expensive. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna look it up. But the, yeah, I mean, the time frame. Uh, that that's I don't know. That's rough because you not a lot of beers were in bourbon barrel at that time. Um, um, it, it's actually been fairly recent. So I mean, that's I yeah, it's not ringing a bell. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is fucking hilarious. Well, be, no, because you no, get, like I just found who made it. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, you did? Yeah. No, but listen, because because bourbon is like this huge big thing now. Because bourbon has to be made in new barrels, brand new barrels. So you, it, it can't be used. It has to be made in these brand new barrels. So you have beer, wine, liquor, all these things buying up new. You know, bourbon barrels that have just been used just so they can slap on that name. Yeah. So if it's crap, they can say it's been bourbon barrel aged. So they can, you know, so even if it's crap wine or beer, they can say, hey, it's been aged in like three weeks of bourbon barrels, you know? Yeah. Um, But if it's been going back that amount of time, uh, I I don't know. It's okay. (laughs) So here's the reveal. Uh, this is funny. Is it Goose Island? Dude, like lower. Uh, it's not even like, a, I, for some reason in my mind, it was like, uh, uh, Boston Lager, like, or again, like Samuel Adams, for some reason was what came to my mind. I was like, did they just make this, that beer? Dude, Winter's Bourbon Cask Ale, the one that me and my friend were like obsessed with, fucking Michelob. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anheuser-Busch. Uh, and it has a it has a uh, beer advocate score of sixty eight poor. Um, on dude on tap we f- fucking loved that beer. It was like a dark. Uh, it's so funny now to see that it was Michelob. That's hilarious. That's you know it, it, 
quaffability is not quality. <laughs> That's what it, what I always say is like quaffability. You can just suck that shit back. That doesn't mean that it's quality. That just means that it is just like you can just knock it back and enjoy it. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. And it it was it, it's is exactly as it as described. Uh, it's very like kind of a spice. I mean, I, seeing that it's Michelob, I'm very surprised at how kind of heavy it was. Uh, but anyway, whatever. Uh, again, my last memory of it was getting the bottle and being like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> done with this. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, enough about that. Uh, OK, so <clears throat> it's been 14 years since we last recorded our, our episode talking about uh, the Dollhouse family number one. Uh so we're going to follow that up, but we're also going to talk about, and you're more familiar with the schedule, I think, at this point than I am, because I'm literally losing my mind uh, in the moving process, which is now in week three, and also Christmas is happening. So yeah. <laughs> you can imagine my insanity. Um, but you're f- more familiar with what's coming up, but we are going to kind of go back over basket full of heads, uh, one and two, but we should pick back up with Dollhouse Family number two, because that's where we left off. Um, that was your idea because again, I can't plan anything. Uh, this has been how many, how much time in the making of trying to get on here and hit record? I mean, well, it's been a month. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> <comment>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I clearly have missed things. Um, okay. So how, where, where do you want to start, man? Like what's the, uh, I, this issue is a little bit, I mean, it's, it, well, it, you give me your take on it. Let me. What, what was your take on this issue? And kind of, or if you want to give story details, that's fine too. But like, what, what was your side of it? So uh, the the thing was that when we left off, I mean, she actually she comes out of the black room and she kills her father. Yeah. And uh, and we're like, what happens from here on out? And uh, it, because this is what her the black room wanted to happen. You know, we were we wanted her to the black woman wanted her to actually uh, stop her mother from being murdered. Um, but then we find out that uh, she goes into this this uh, orphanage um, because her mother is actually taking the blame. Yeah. For her, for her for the murder of her father, um, and and it's weird because. Eventually, we find out that, uh, and I hate to skip ahead, way ahead. No, go for it. But, but the thing is, is that uh, the black woman, the black woman, wanted to do this for her, and she denied it. She she said no. Like she went out and she said no. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not going to get stuck in here forever. And she went out of the black room, out of the house, and killed her father by herself instead of the black room doing it for her. So now her mother is in prison and she's in an orphanage and she's got this one girl named Jenny that's just bullying her. Um, and, uh, and for, because of the trauma that she's been through with, you know, witnessing her mother, you know, quote unquote, witnessing her, her father being murdered. She actually has her dollhouse and Jenny's actually abusing her and beating her because she actually gets to have, this personal item, uh, well, they all don't get to have anything. They don't, you know, nothing personal. Um, you know, not even they don't even get their own bed, basically. And she gets her own bed. Uh, yeah, and I mean that's that's how it starts, basically. Um, 
Did you get the yeah. idea that like the dollhouse kind of showed up out of nowhere? Like, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it seems like. Like, yeah, because she, she even uh, tells her she's like, it's got to be yours. It didn't just spring up out of the ground, and it's just all of a sudden there. And I was like, that was the first thing that kind of tipped me off to like, oh, this is something that's gonna follow her or their bloodline or something. I guess if it, if it is officially maybe gifted, I don't. I, they haven't really said that, but like. I guess I would assume because it didn't show up until it was, I guess, inherited or whatever. Um, so I'm like, is this like, a, I don't know, going to follow her around wherever she goes. But um, yeah, you're kind of just in this this sort of orphanage situation the whole time. I mean, obviously we have the backstory, which we can kind of come back to uh, of the, uh, I guess, the sort of origin story as it seems, which is uh, pretty nuts in and of itself. But uh, sorry, I'm trying to get back to the page. I was... Uh, well, no, I, but I, I do, I, yeah, I mean, it, it just, it just appears out of nowhere, but also I think that it's good just, I think it's just, just because of the trauma. Yeah. I mean, she had, she saw her father basic from, from her mother's story. She saw her father be murdered and yeah, you know, and, and this is her, her thing that, you know, I, I just, I felt, I feel like that this, she was allowed to have this because of what she went through okay okay that makes sense yeah yeah instead of just appearing out of nowhere okay and yeah I, I, yeah kind of. she has her own bed she's she's not in a bunk bed right she has her own thing here uh her own toy that that connects her to her past life just because of the trauma that she's been through and uh jenny is is jealous of that yeah the, the, who knows who knows what jenny's been through yeah and to the, ext- to the extent where like she like stabs herself in the hand with a screwdriver and then blames it on uh on uh sorry what what's her name again um uh oh shit is it uh crap i forgot her name already alice is it alice yeah well <laughs> that's the thing well no her name is alice and sh- she shrinks down just like alice from alice in wonderland too. yeah <laughs> and, that, and another thing too you know I forgot to mention in uh, the last time we talked uh, her name her last name is uh, Dealey and um, in the last issue when her mother was going on about her family and she mentioned all the last names in her in her you know in her her line yeah uh, her, her you know her tree their family tree Dealey was one of the names, and right. Alice is Dealey, so she does not have the last name of her father. Right? Uh, yeah. I don't know if that is actually part of the story, or you know, if it's relevant or not. Um, it, it's, but I mean, maybe this whole thing, like her, this dollhouse is not from her father's side; it's from her mother's side, uh, and I don't yeah. know if that or not because she does not have the last name of her father she's got a last name that comes from her mother's side of the family she's yeah. alice instead of whatever her father was yeah and that and that goes we'll go into like uh this joseph um uh, sorry I'm, I, the names are just completely the, uh, joseph kent. sorry one more time joseph kent kent like super- okay yeah. um like that whole backstory is there too, but staying on this kind of timeline, uh, in the, I mean, you do find out that she, you know, obviously her, her father was killed, but like her mother in prison, like something happens, like a, some kind of a, I guess she's attacked or something, but like you 
her her mother dies too. So you've like now she's lost both of her parents. Um, yeah, but like right when she's about to be adopted. Yeah, too. like it is, uh, there's a family there that with <laughs> this whole thing, this whole you know where where Jenny just like stabbed herself and and just decides to not adopt her because she thinks they think that she attacked this girl, and uh, you know it's very unfortunate for her. Yeah, wow. and, and it's like in that scene whenever Alice is about to walk out, she like Jenny's like talking shit, and Alice like gives. I, well, I'm like, it seems like she would have been giving her two like middle fingers, but the art shows her doing like two like. Is it oh, when what, when what she is, goes to meet her mother, yeah, later when she goes to meet her mother and she's like, "F you." Yeah, yeah. but like she's yeah. doing like two like peace signs instead. I'm like, was DC like, oh, yeah, sorry, that's too much. <laughs> we can't have two middle fingers, you know? I didn't like. I was that's weird. I was like, I don't know what she's trying to do, but then I was like, well, maybe is she doing like the the, the like, when they point to their eyes and then point at the person like I'm watching you? I, I don't know. It's a weird gesture, but it's kind of like a basically a, a go fuck out. yourself, you know? That's peace out. Peace out. I'll okay. Leave. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah. So that's she's on that high, and yeah, she does that. And that makes sense. Good point. You got this girl. I mean, it's been a few years. She all she's done is pick on her and abuse her. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to see my mom's. Peace out. See ya. I'm out. And then yeah. she walks upstairs and she gets that bad news that her mother has died. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's devastating because yeah. again, she just goes into her room like she did before in the last issue, and she just sits on her knees and in front of the dollhouse. And then it, and she she says the words, and she wasn't able to say it before. Right. She. Talk. She's just not. She she tried to do it before, and it, the words just aren't coming out of her mouth. She just can't do it, and she's able to do it. And uh, and Jenny sees her. Yeah, and I love it. She's just like oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> is, yeah. and you see the dust still like unsettled. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. I was like, oh god. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that aspect of it. <clears throat> excuse me. Is like whenever. Yeah, she can't. She's trying through the trauma. She can't speak. And so they keep at, you know trying to ask her questions and all this stuff. So she's not even able to like take responsibility for the murderer. Uh, so that's this whole other aspect. And then she finally, what is the? Okay, yeah, it's after Jenny stabs herself and, and blames it on Alice, where they put her in, you know, basically. Uh, Punish her. Yeah, and uh, I love the cat poster of hanging there. That uh, hanging there, baby. Hey. The cat hanging. Uh, but that's when she actually starts, I guess, kind of trying to talk. But you still get time passing from there. But um, she tries to go in. She like even from the punishment room, she's like, "I need to go back in." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So, I mean, very. It's it's very dark and <laughs> and sad. Uh, obviously, and like just kind of heart heartbreaking, but also just like you know kind of a weird way, not in like uh you're shedding tears because it's sad. It's, it's more of just like, this is really fucked up. Um, mm -hmm. and they keep adding more elements like that. But <clears throat> speaking of which, so we go back to the Joseph Kent. Um, <clears throat> sorry, God, what is going on? My throat all of a sudden is just like, Oh, Hey, you're congested. Uh, yeah. time for a cold after you just got through saying it doesn't get cold in Louisiana. Um, but so we go back to Joseph Kent and his like recovery. And so he's talking about, um, so his, uh, which isn't, this is all taking place in 1826. Um, somehow he got out of there. He got out of there and his, I guess his pal that maybe I guess was with him 
is like asking if he was even in the cave the whole time. What was going on? He's like, I don't know. I was just lost. I was delusional. Uh, and remembering his whole experience and basically writing it off, being like, what's it possible that any of that could have happened? Mm-hmm. Um, he falls, he's in love with and uh, proposes to basically like. Well, the, he wants. He wants that nurse booty, and yeah. I don't blame him. my wife is a nurse, so I don't blame. Him. There you go. Uh, hey, so relatable for you. <laughs> Hopefully, without well, the uh, the traumatic, but, you know. But like this nurse has nursed him back to health, you know, and he's just he's fallen in love, and he he just it, I don't know if it's an effect of you know what he's been through or anything, but he this woman has actually saved his life. Yeah, and he's like, listen, like you know, you and me forever, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And there's like a little bit of a squabble, but in the times of like, no, this is, you can't marry a handmaid or a nurse yes, or whatever. Yeah. Like there's all the class structure and stuff. And he's like, I go fuck yourselves. I'm marrying <laughs> this woman. I don't give a shit what you think. And yeah. that's like, what's up. Like, are you real? Like, really? Are you freaking serious? And then his parents are like, what? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. And he's just, no, no, this, this is it. I didn't even care if she can't have kids. You know, yeah, this, that, that, yeah, this, I forgot about that. That's the whole that's the, a, that's the clincher of the issue right there. That's the big part of it. Well, yeah, this is the woman that saved my life, that gave me hope, and, and made me it, it just you know see the future, and uh, and say, she saved my life, and um, be damned her parents or even her because even she's like, are you freaking serious here? And uh, yeah, they they end up getting married and. He ends up knocking her up, and apparently because of the woman, the woman with the tail that he had sex with in the cave. Dude, that is like okay. So that was the thing I had to kind of go back and like, it's it's like a weird. So okay, so and and this is just cutting right to the chase. Whenever that happened, like she basically planted a seed in him that got passed to his new wife. That gives birth to some monstrosity that uh, they think is like what, like afterbirth, like uh, placenta or whatever. And they're like, "Uh, take it to the take it. They're cleaning up the whole scene so that Joseph is not like traumatized by because she dies in the process of giving birth. So they're trying to clean up. So one of the nurses takes uh, this like afterbirth slash whatever to uh the furnace and is gonna burn it and when she she puts i guess the bowl down to open the furnace and looks back and whatever was in the bowl has crawled away <laughs> and left <laughs> a trail of blood and she's yeah. like blaming it on the rats so she's going after it and you don't i mean you don't actually see what she's going after but you see her face and she's like you know she's very shocked clearly uh and ha- have you ever seen the movie it's a it's a peter jackson movie uh, it's called Dead Alive from like the early eighties. A Peter Jackson movie from the early eighties? No, I so haven't. You, so you haven't seen any of Peter Jackson's old horror movies? Before, no, like pre Lord of the Rings. Holy shit! No. Okay, dude, you gotta watch Dead Alive. Um, okay. He had uh, Frighteners with Michael J. Fox, which is like it's kind of like a it's not werewolves, but it's kind of like American Werewolf in uh, in London kind of idea. Uh, really good. Dude, Dead Alive is one of the goriest horror movies of all time, and it's like a horror comedy. Um, you got to look that up. Um, he had other ones too, but those, but the Frighteners isn't isn't along the same lines as like 
Dead Alive. Dead Alive is just like it's it, it starts in like the first twenty minutes of the movie. You're like, what am I watching? It's just some weird, goofy rom com, and then all of a sudden, it just turns into the grossest fucking movie you've ever seen out of nowhere, <laughs> and it just gets worse and worse as the movie goes on. And it's incredible. Can't recommend it enough if you love like gory horror movies that are funny. Um, they just do some shit in there that I won't even like. And now I don't even want to say what this reminded me of. <laughs> I just wanted to watch the movie because well, yeah, no. yeah, uh, that's awesome. Anyway, um, so that's kind of where we're left there. But um, yeah, I, okay. So they they're talking about naming the child though, as you know, she's pregnant and stuff, and she wants to name it. Uh, she's like, I like the Cord- name Cord Cord Rainer. What was it? Cord uh, her father because uh, both of her parents were dead. Yeah, she had no family. She had nothing. She couldn't even. She couldn't even bear a child. Uh, and but she miraculously yeah. got pregnant, and uh, she wanted to name the child after her father, Cord Wainer. Yeah, which is which, for anybody listening that that maybe didn't catch the last episode or does and doesn't remember. That's what. That's the name of the. I guess the sort of father character in the. Ha- <clears throat> sorry, in the house that they like that the that alice i guess got wrong first or was having trouble with and then finally said it kind of yeah offhand. she called it yeah or at first and yeah yeah which is, um but um but yeah i mean it's it i mean you got this thing like and and, and the thing that with the birth of a child and and this thing like going off and i it's weird because uh, you got these two things in the very beginning, and it says even time does not matter here. Time does not matter. Yeah. So what is this thing that sneaks off? Yeah. How does how does this affect? Is this one of is it is this even the, the evil being that that are we witnessing the birth of this evil being that even it goes back in time? <laughs> like I don't I don't even know I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. It, like the, you're talking about from the black room, like what? Yeah. yeah. What are we? What? That's where I'm trying. I was like, where is this story gonna go to sort of give us the idea of, or what? Or what is the sort of the backstory gonna do to give us the idea of what this house is? Because by the end, when we see it takes Jenny, the bully, at the at the, uh, uh, it's kind of like, well, is it just trying to collect people? Does it take Jenny uh, on purpose because it's like mad or something? You know what I mean? Like to to be like. Okay, well then, if if Alice does decide to come here, then she Jenny's going to be there to like be an asshole to her anyway. Like I'm just there's so many questions I have about things that might not even really matter or be answered that I'm just overthinking. But uh, mostly I'm just kind of like, how are they going to make this work? But you're right, the whole like time not mattering thing is kind of like, oh, so maybe this is <laughs> maybe the house itself is like uh, some sort of portal. I, uh, you know, I, not that they wouldn't matter because it's not like they're going back to whatever, but that would explain like every the way everyone's dressed and everything, you know, and their names clearly. Think about Doctor Manhattan, everything is happening at once. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, like he doesn't have a concept of time because everything is just happening at once. He yeah. has no yeah. Like, all right, I already know what you're gonna say, but I don't know what you're gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So- so, like, I mean, it could have this this placenta and this, you know, the child and the placenta be two different things that have already happened. Like, 
in in the past. So like you know that this placenta that sneaks off could be the bad thing, or even the good thing. And this baby is the bad thing. We don't know what the hell is going on here, and that, that's what I really like about this. Um, that you have no freaking idea well, what is going on, and even like I said, time is not relevant. And that's been made pretty clear, and I love how the art is just so separated to make that clear. Yeah, you know, it, um, it separates yeah. everything so well. Okay, yeah. so something interesting um, on the very last page is when it does take Jenny, it like it turns into this like octopus. Speaking of Watchmen, looking like mouth with like dripping kind of teeth and like gums that like swallows up Jenny. And it's kind of like, okay, well, maybe there's something about this placenta afterbirth thing that was able to, like, that can shapeshift or something. And it's like, it just became the house. And this, the people in it are the people that it's, like, physically actually eaten or something. Like, I don't, I, that's where, like, this last page is, like, leaves me, like, I, I don't even know what the fuck's going on now. Like, I don't know what kind of entity yeah. we're dealing with, which is cool. I mean, it's, it, it's good mystery. Like, but, uh, I, you know, it, it taking on, um uh what am i trying to say like animalistic whatever physical uh characteristics and like saliva and stuff dripping is kind of like oh okay so do we have a monster that can turn into a dollhouse i guess <laughs> probably but I'm, hold on well hold on a second here because i'm actually looking back 86 i'm looking at the timeline because she gets swallowed up in 1986. We start in 83. In 83. And then, uh, obviously, bounce back. Do What's that? She doesn't get swallowed up until, until 1986. Yeah, so there's three years of, like, her in this, in, of Alice in this orphanage and then dealing with all this shit uh, with these, yeah. Um, uh, which, is and, which is crazy. Yeah. The time, the time passing... That's that's the one thing. It's not necessarily even a critique, or it's it's just a curious thing that like that's something that they really don't like. They do emphasize it by having like the the narration or the, or the letterbox there that says like the year, but it's not like at least right now in the '80s storyline, it doesn't feel like a crucial element. But I, I guess it just you don't feel the time passing. I guess like no, as far as the story goes. You gotta pay attention to yeah. the year. Yeah, yeah, because even especially in the first issue with you know with with uh, Joseph Kent and everything, and you yeah, know, you gotta you gotta pay attention to the years. Um, yeah, and I feel like it matters. Like I feel like it's gonna matter. Um, just the fact that it's like a story element that they're making sure they point out. Um, and the, the thing I love about the ending though is because she's like she's so on her. She's just like you know what, screw you. You you feel more entitled. You you just get all everything that I don't. Um, you have this dollhouse. You get this single bed. All this shit. You you know what? Screw you. Uh, and and then she just goes. She witnesses her going into this house. She because she's spying on her. Mm-hmm. And then she says words. And then just and all that's left is the is the shoe. You yeah. know. It, yeah. It, it's. <laughs> I know. I, I, I think love it's, it. it's classic. I love it. Yeah, I absolutely. It, it reminds me of like an '80s horror movie or something like that would happen. Like you have the shoe left behind, but um, mm-hmm. I mean, okay. But so that being said, with the last page, and then we can. We, I'll, I'll do some credits 
and then we can move on to basketball heads. But um, unless you want to obviously add anything, but like, so the house, as it's about to eat her, Jenny, the, the mm-hmm. house says, you know, I'm not, or I'm only interested in fruit from one family tree, but nobody knocks on my door. Nobody who knocks on my door is ever sent away. So it's kind of like, uh, what does that mean? You're well, she's only interested in the one. So is that, does that mean that she's just, the house is just then just killing her, but not keeping maybe. I, I don't know. Nope. <laughs> That's a weird, that, That's a that, weird transition. This is confirmation that this, it, it's only interested in one family, yeah. one family. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that that's basically it. I mean, Jenny's not part of that family tree. If she says the words, well, you know what? Goodbye. Yeah. I'm gonna... So it's just, you're just and, dad. You know, yeah. So all of these is, so we have cord winner. So you have the, you, so Joseph Kent, he, he commissioned this house to be made. And then you have cord winner, who was his son, who Joseph created this house to be made for. And then you have all these generations spouting off of that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so, I mean, she's one of it. And Alice, or what's her name? Yeah, Alice is, is part of that family, uh, and Jenny is not. Uh, so Jenny is, I don't know what's going to happen to her. She's, she's dead, basically. I would have she's to dead. think, unless there's, yeah. like, something more, like, sadistic in mind, or, you know, for that. But, like, um, one other thing I wanted to point out is you do get this double splash page of like the interior of the dollhouse and it's, well, it says it's the artist's inter- impression of what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so you get like the living room, uh, cord winner's uh, work room. You've got this, and I'm sorry, not cord winner's woke work room, but it's just his work room. I just misspoke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. not that woke. Like no. Fred. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's like, uh, this window looks out, uh, on stars and such, and this is like the top floor of the house. And you get Peggy O's room, James and Daniel's room. This window looks out on the big world. This window is always dark. You have the library. Uh, this room changes, not safe. Uh, then you have the yes, other room that's like where Daniel tried to dig. Then you have the dining room, and it's like outside of the house. You also have like snow and like a, what looks like a you have like a fence around it and like basement. Yeah, well, I was gonna say you go up, you have like this uh, painting of the sun. That's like kind of, but it's it's not a painting. It's like a almost looks like a mechanical thing attached to like gears and stuff hanging off the house. And it's like Cord Winner's patented artificial sun uh, conservatory, yeah. the music room, uh, lots of basements, no bottom. <laughs> I was like, oh, but you also over to the left, and I skipped this intentionally. But it was like the black room, unknown location. It's just like so you it's have, weird. yeah. You have these three ideas of like black room, unknown location. This room changes, not safe, which they don't say necessarily what room it is. That doesn't, that's not safe. But then again, the lots of basements with no bottom, I guess it's just like this downward spiral into hell. Uh, But it's an interesting kind of setup and like map of the house. uh, Again, that I feel like is intentional to give you some, either to just make it feel eerie or to actually set up, I don't know like a downward descent or a journey at some point, maybe it's like, this seems like one of those books where they could do an issue full of like Alice or whatever character constantly just going down like further and further down through a basement and like meeting weird, weird, like weird uh, characters and like things get stranger and like, you know, uh, maybe not, but it seems like one of those types of books like that you would find in like Sandman or something. But uh, anyway, 
uh, I I really oh. dug it, man. I I liked this issue a lot, even though it's a little bit. Um, and it's hard to say it's less progression. It's less progression on like the mo- not modern the '80s story, uh, but you get a lot. I feel a decent amount of sort of story progression on the uh, the 1800s storyline, and some interesting hints at what the house could be. So, but I, I really liked it, man. Well, uh, you know, I I would say that uh, from from you know the, the picture of the house. Uh, you get a lot of like you get the physical actual you know the physical dollhouse yeah uh, what's in those rooms and everything kind of spouting off into when you actually go into the house imaginary or you know magic or whatever yeah but it is weird to have the living room part of that and you know mm-hmm. it, it, yeah it, so it is kind of weird to to have these different I mean obviously the black room whatever wedding room and all that but like really the living room and i don't know music room and everything uh it, so it is kind of weird to and i and that sun looks super cool <laughs> but uh <laughs> you know I, I i i really liked it too and um especially with with everything that goes on with uh, you know the birth of uh of cord winner yeah it's yeah. brutal yeah, it, it's absolutely brutal to to see Charlotte go through all of this and uh, and have have Joseph just be tormented and and just be just be praying for her and uh, it, yeah, it's 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 rough. Um, but uh, I liked it all. I liked it overall. It's um, yeah. There's a lot of pain. I think I yeah. think if you if you if you just sit there and you just really read it and. Um, and really pay attention to what's going on. There's a lot of pain going on here. Yeah. And a lot of loss. Um, yeah, um, absolutely. For all the characters that they're kind of introducing you to, as far as like, I mean, not necessarily like Jenny and the characters in the orphanage, but like your main characters and the, the characters back in the 1800s that they're focusing on. Yeah, it all has to do with like family struggle and loss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. It, yeah. Well, and, and then, you know, and, and then especially with, with, with Alice, she goes. She she goes. She escapes. Right. Yeah. She she escapes from from her loss, and she goes back into the house. And then she and then the, everybody's like, "Hey, you know what? Guess what? The the, the black one wants to see you again." So she goes back in there, and the black one's like, "You know, um, guess what? Uh, I told you to do something. You didn't do it. And yeah. now I'm and now I'm pissed off." Uh, so we're going to, I'm going to ask you to do this now. Like, uh, I, let me take care of Jenny and, and we're going to be all cool. Right. You know, you didn't, you didn't let me kill your mother or your father. I'm sorry for your mother. Uh, but, uh, let me take care of Jenny. And, uh, and, and she says no again and she goes back out again. But of course Jenny gets, gets taken care of with, because she, you know, says the whole thing and, um, like I mean, imagine what what uh, what Alice is going through with with her mother and her father. She goes out and kills her kills her father, and then it, with this whole thing where you know it's yeah, I don't you know it, yeah. it's crazy. And and like you you just going right off of what you just said too. Like I went I another scene I forgot about um, that I wanted to talk about was uh, whenever Alice does go into the house and. Yeah, you know, they they're rejoined and they all hug and everyone's having fun. 
And she's like, yeah, I don't really want to join in and play. Uh, She's like, I like being back and I miss everybody, but I can't say anything about my mom. And, you know, she's dead now because of what I did. And Cord Winter comes in and he's like, no, what you did was brave and unselfish. Never forget that. Why I myself, he's like, I believe I myself when I was younger may once have. And then he gets interrupted by, and I, I can't remember her name. The uh, sort of motherly figure. She's yeah. like, hush. And she's like, we mustn't burn the child with our histories. They'll only make her melancholy. Uh, I'll, you know, also Alice, the black room wants to talk with you before you leave. Yeah. I, I think that like, I don't know, this scene in, alone makes me think that like, it, these are not separate characters. I don't know if this is something we talked about at all in the last issue, but like, I feel like this is all one connected sort of control. I, well, I don't know. It's hard to say because of him about to say something and she interrupts him. Uh, but like my mind kind of went to like, is all of this just a facade by whatever this house is? And these aren't even separate characters. It's all just a show to like collect people. But at the same time, it's like they are interested in this family tree and collecting them. So I don't think that's the case actually, but uh, it's kind of made me wonder. I think, I think, like I said last time, I think she's like she's trying to protect her because she's she even did the last time where, you know, like ah, uh, you don't want to go there, you don't go, you don't yeah. want to go there. That's right. She's trying to protect her and trying to stop her from going doing any of this. Yeah, that's and, right. That's right. Yeah, and and the black room is just, is just trying to to make her do these things and she you know or have you know do things for her. And and uh, yeah, it's and and the first in the first issue, that's the one thing that I didn't get um, because I thought that the black woman was telling her to do to to kill her father is what I thought. Yeah, did, did you that? That's I that's kind of what I was thinking too. But uh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But it, I thought that like the black woman was like, "Hey, go kill your father," uh, but you got to stay here forever and to save your mother, yeah. kind of thing. But it, it was actually, by, by reading this, it was actually saying, I can do this for you. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go out. I'll take this care of this situation for you. And she was like, nah, I'm going to do it myself. And she did. And the black, black woman was like, what the hell, man? <laughs> so, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I said I was going to do this. Uh, and you went and did it yourself. But, hey, guess what? I got another offer for you. I'm going to take care of Jenny. Uh, yeah. And like, no, no. No, thank you. And she gets spit out again. And then the black woman takes care of Jenny herself. So and I wonder if there, what, is that going to be like leverage, basically, to be like, hey, I did this. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Jeez. Oh, my God. Okay. So this book, again, has proven to be what I thought was going to be like a quick, like, oh, here's the rundown. Like has turned into like an hour of like still talking deep. about the different issues. There's so many deep, there's so many details, man, of like. Yeah little story layers that sort of peel themselves back as you talk about things like things that I just would kind of glossed over. But, uh, I mean, I think that's a sign of good storytelling. It really, real quick, let me just run through Cause I do want to ask you about this other thing, but, but, the, um, <clears throat> my, my favorite panel in this whole book is Jenny just being like shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. She's been watching and she sees her going into the house and she's like, shit. Well, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. Yeah. I, yeah I, I, it's one of those things where it's like, I can't, I, I can't wait to see how this is going to unfold. And as much as like there's questions and not a lot of answers, 
it's not frustrating to me. Like yeah. I, I'm genuinely interested in what's going to happen next. But um, uh, so it, it's written by M.R. Carey. Layouts by Peter Gross. Finishes by Vince Locke. They're using credits that most folks don't use. So I don't know what this shit means. Colors by Chris Peter. Letters by Todd Klein. Covered by Jessica Dalva. And a variant cover by Jay uh, Anna. Anacleto and Ivan Nunez. Um, uh, the cover that I have is like a, actually looks like a doll holding like a baby. It's like a, it's a, a reenactment of the scene from like the death uh, or the birth um, sort of uh, problem that happened in this book. Uh, but it's actually looks like it's a photograph using like yeah. dolls or something. It's very creepy. So uh, well done. <laughs> Um, yes. I was going to ask you about the sea dogs thing. I still, this is number, cha- this is chapter four. Uh, where? Well, it's, well, all right. So let, just let me give you a synopsis. Because yeah, let's have it. I, I'm not going to go into depth about sea dogs. Yeah. Um, Which sea dogs is the backup. It's like a backup that's happening in all of the Hill House for anybody that's maybe not be reading them. Um, I'm reading the books and I haven't read the backups just because I'm like, I don't, but anyway, but yeah, okay, but, sorry, go ahead. So, and that's the thing with me, where it's like, I, I normally, I don't, I'm just like, whatever, I'm just kind of lightly reading them. So the first issue was four pages, and then it goes on from there for two pages each, past that, in each issue okay. of, uh, in the Hill House. Uh, so basically, what's going on is you're talking about the, uh, the American Revolution, and the rebels, the Americans, have developed these big, giant dogs, that uh, will kill anything. They just, like, annihilate everything and tear them apart. So these, the it's about what it, it, the Americans are trying to get these dogs onto the ship because every time this specific ship, uh, the, every time th- that uh, there's a shipment from France, this specific, specific ship shows up and just kills everybody in this town. So you have a, like, like a shipment from France where that contains whatever, right? Um, and then this ship comes in and just destroys everything. And uh, huh. so so basically the these Americans are trying to get these dogs onto this ship to destroy everybody on board. Um, so the first issue is the only thing that's really so far is horror-related, and the rest is more like, uh, you know, espionage. Okay, how, I gotcha. Yeah, how these people actually try to get these dogs on these ships and try to sneak them on, huh. which is pretty cool because each each these got these different pages where you, these new characters that you haven't seen before, you know, and they're each yeah. individual parts. Uh, so it, it's pretty cool. Um, I'd rather talk about the whole thing after it's done because two pages is frustrating, um, but it. it Pretty cool how the way it starts because you got these big burly like freaking monstrous dogs that will just kill anything, and uh, yeah, you get these people that are just trying to get it onto these ships to try to to you know uh, create a revolution and create a country basically. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Huh. Yeah, it sounds. I mean, it sounds interesting. I need to go. I mean, I'll go back and read it. I think I was just like, I don't, I don't know that I want to do the. The two yeah. three page thing at a time. Like I'd, I'd rather just follow it, but that that's exactly it. Every time I read it, I'm like, I, I just got to read the whole thing mm-hmm. at the end. I, I got to read everything at the end, which yeah. is, I, I, 
it'd be red. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, eventually, if it's anything like the, I mean, other backups that they've done before for some things, but like in Justice League for New 52, they had that Shazam, which you could oh. buy as a trade now as a graphic novel. It's just like the Shazam New 52 volume, yeah. uh, you know, collecting it. So I, could, I would imagine they would probably collect this um, at some point. But, um, uh, gosh, shit, I was going to ask you something else. Oh, are you talking about the America developing these dogs and i'm like my first thought i went to if you've seen though uh is it boston technologies or tech that's like literally building they have built like the robot dogs from black mirror i don't know if you've seen black mirror but the uh yeah you should look up I, i'm sure if you just google robot dogs uh you'll I mean, I mean, um, I, I mean i live around boston that's what i'm doing right now that's my profession it's uh it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Uh, these, uh, these, it's like I say they're called dogs. It's like these four-legged robot things, and it's really like they started releasing videos years ago of like their and their balance control because like they couldn't kick them over, and like testing and like then testing like they can like if you get enough of them together they can pull like an eighteen-wheeler. Uh, it's pretty yeah. crazy stuff. And then there's also some like. Um, some like fake, like parody kind of like, like what is the deep fake thing where they put the celebrity's face on it? It's stuff like that where they make a video of them like messing with the robot and then the robot dog like fights back and like runs away. It's, but it's supposed to be a funny thing um, yeah, yeah. that I think a lot of people have shared thinking it's real, <laughs> but like there's legit like videos of these things. Like, man, it, it's terrifying. Like I'm like this, surely that's a metaphor for like, I don't, I don't know for what's actually happening in real life, which was also in and of itself uh, shown on Black Mirror several years ago as like a cautionary tale because they get weaponized. Yep. And sure enough, in Massachusetts, uh, the police actually used them to for uh, some kind of raid or like something. Uh, <laughs> and that's terrifying. Uh, anyway. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, government, for uh, <laughs> providing these terrifying things that no one can defeat. <laughs> Uh, on the other hand, I guess it's like, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're safe. I'm sure saving, uh, you're putting a lot of officers in safety, but, uh, it's still terrifying. But anyway, not, a, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about beer and horror comics. Uh, so basket full of heads, man. Um, yeah. God, we've got two issues and, uh, full disclosure. I, I cannot, I have read the second issue. I cannot find my copy, so I didn't really get to refresh. But well, thankfully, have, you wrote have, a, a great review on WeirdScienceDCComics.com, and so that's what I'm using as my like kind of guide oh. refresher. So that being the case, since you you know wrote 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 a lot about it, do you want to just? I mean, where where do you want to start, man? I mean, there's a we don't have to go like chronologically page to page, well, but like basically, what's what's going on? All right. Well, so all right. So I mean, the the first issue there there's not a lot going on. Yeah. In the first issue. Well, there is a lot going on in the first issue, um, but it's not a lot that you need to know about because it's a lot of character development. Right. Um, the, the the first few the first few pages, you have uh, you know this girl in a uh, in in a raincoat with a basket, and there's voices speaking out of the basket saying, you know, hey, you know, this keep away from my face, and yeah, no, yeah. Uh, get out of my ear, no biting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and the, and a truck pulls up, and you know, in and, and asks, uh, you know, uh, 
what's going on, what do you do, what's in that basket and all that. And there's a shotgun in the back. Um, and then it goes on to the story. Um, yeah, so uh, I, yeah, uh, I don't know where to go. <laughs> no, that, I was going to say, like, I love that transition from that first page. From, like, what you got in the basket? And then you go to the splash page, which is like the credits page, but it's like, Again, going back to like a super 80s vibe of like the basket with like the axe leaning on it and like a couple of arms like hanging out and just says basket full of heads. It's very cartoony yeah. in like a horror kind of way. And mm-hmm. like I was like, okay, so now and it's it to me that page kind of gave it like not a, I don't want to say like a kind of a goofy tone at all, but it kind of gave it a more playful kind of feeling. But the rest book and like the rest of the, these two issues don't really have they don't, they don't have that vibe really at all necessarily like it doesn't <laughs> so that's where i was like is this gonna be like kind of a funny but and it could still be i could see like obviously the first page you have the dialogue between what's assumed to be the heads in the basket like but yeah. like it doesn't and play it, itself well, as goofy thus far as that kind of led me and again that's just me but still uh, but I, I thought that was an awesome like sort of logo they presented you with before the credits Right, yeah. Well, I do have a theory of what's going on in the end of these two issues, uh, which I'll explain at the end. Sure. Um, yeah, no, but, but I do love that that page where yeah. and it continues on because we do have actually, like, we're talking about the first two, and I have read the three, and, I mean, the third one where, you know, the basketball heads with the arms and the head and the, the axe and all that is great cool. again. Um, yeah. Uh, but it, it, it is cool because... Like you said, I mean, you go from this dark. The, the, you're on the same bridge. This dark bridge. Yeah. It's raining, and you know, have this person in a raincoat, and then it is our main char- character, June, who is on the railing, um, and she's just uh, you know relaxing on the railing. And uh, we have our other main character, Liam, who pulls up in do buggy, and uh, they're I mean they're lovers, college lovers. And uh, he's she's visiting him on his last day as a cop. Um, and I and, I forgot this was this was set in the eighties. So like, are all of these books? So we sorry to like kind of interject, but we were talking about um, uh, I think Lolo Woods before, which I haven't read yet, and I haven't read Basket Full of Heads three yet. Um, but are they all set? It seems like they're all set like in the eighties or like eighties nineties. No no no, Dollhouse is like seventies. Uh, you have it starts in the seventies, and now we're pushed yes. up to like the eighties, eighty six, I think. And then you have the obviously the eighteen hundreds. Here, this starts. It's like before in Brody right. Island, Maine. You have September right. eighty three, and then Lolo Woods. You said was the nineties. Lolo Woods is nineteen ninety five. Yeah, and, but, which is my like like that's my that's that's where I belong. That's yeah, where I am. Uh, yeah, my age and all that <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's that was my like. <laughs> Back, oh, majority of my teenage years man like uh it's, it's interesting to set these books then like you know like that's pretty cool though i like that yeah and uh yeah it's and and lola woods even they reference to movies and stuff that was from from that time and yeah uh, so but anyways uh yeah so we're in uh where are we at again we're meeting this couple and they're uh yeah. you know she's she's being picked up well, by liam and 1983 yeah um, so they're college lovers. Uh, it's the last day of his. Uh, he's a cop, basically, and uh, it's his last day as uh, his summer duty. And um, yeah, she's come to visit him uh, from college, 
uh, yeah, and uh, the. Uh, I, I was gonna say that, real quick. What, at, during this kind of like, which it, it, like in, even in your um, review, it talks about how wordy it is, and it really is. Like it, it's a lot of like exposition to sort of get on the level of these characters. Um, I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was necessary for it to be this, but exposition heavy, but I will say I wasn't bored. Um, it's just a lot of like sort of setting up some things, but like, so you do see that, like uh, he talks about, he wasn't really ready for what he applied for. And it shows him with this sheriff where they're finding this body. And it's like, all you see of it is like sort of the silhouette more than the silhouette, but of its hand with like the, the wrist broken and like the bone sticking out and stuff. And he's just like, he's clearly like a little traumatized by it, uh, by this body they pulled out of the water. So, yeah. Well, the, and like we said last time, like, like it, it kind of actually, it, it's true to, to who uh, this writer is, where you, you try to set up the character, character development and uh, try to develop, you know, who these characters are, uh, where they're coming from and try to make you care about each character, um, and then, uh, yeah, exactly, where he has this traumatizing experience uh, where this woman has fallen off the bridge trying to kill herself. Yeah, so, yeah. And um, I thought it was cool because as they're going down, the they're still driving, and it's got, uh, uh, at some point, he's like, I need my uniform back. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, they have to stop or whatever, and uh, they've got these uh, prisoners all out on the in the grass and whatnot uh, on the side of the road with the police. And uh, you see a, a Shawshank prison uh, truck, truck, RV, whatever. <laughs> Looks like an ambulance, but can't be. Yeah. So yeah, they've been doing work on the side of the road and, uh, and there's the, these three prisoners who have escaped as fugitives. And uh, yeah. And uh, he, the sheriff does not, uh, he doesn't care, basically. Yeah. He doesn't care. They're like, oh, they're, they're not going to hurt anybody. They're, they're just <laughs> running around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so what exactly uh, is uh, Liam? He Because he goes, uh, hang on, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get back through. Uh, yeah, they're getting past the whole, yeah, they'll turn up at a bar somewhere. We'll find them. Don't worry about it. Um because well, he, he invites him he's like head on over to the house uh, and let roberta know that i'll be late for dinner so he like invites him tells him to go to his house um it kind of it kind of d- develops through the issue where he, he liam is basically like he's he's got a summer job yeah and basically he's on the beach he's just watching out for kids smoking dope and all that or whatever um and he lives in a boat off of the sheriff's property basically um and uh, it's you know it's a whatever job for the a summer job uh and he lives with their family um and uh, he, he just basically knows them and uh he's kind of a part of the family um so when uh when these these inmates escape and it's his last day the sheriff is basically he's like you know what just, just go home. Just go back and uh, spend time with my family. Make sure my wife and son are safe, um, and and I'll get back to you. And he and he's not concerned. He's not concerned about them harming anybody in the town. And uh, that for me, that's kind of a red flag. 
Yeah. You know, and you get you get a little bit of a insight to his. I mean, oh yeah, to me, what it's like implying some insight to his character because he tells him he's like, look, I don't think they're dangerous, but it wouldn't hurt to have a man in the house while I'm yeah. out rounding him up. And he's like, so I'm not worrying about the wife. He's like, sir, your son's with her. And he's like, what's your point? He's like, yeah, yep, right. I'll head right over. He's like, good boy. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of like okay, clearly there is like a there's something that there's a relationship strength some tension between the sheriff and the son um and uh, there's a lot of things like that okay so let's real quick you had pointed out something to me that i didn't notice before about this truck that's parked in first of all this sheriff that lives in this multi-million dollar like oh. ranch like this is like they're living like high on the hog here uh wh- okay so t- take me back through this this what you noticed about the because uh, I'm I'm forgetting what the order of events was that you were like okay wait a minute that guy was in that truck and he was at this thing like what what was the deal there? So you want me to give my theory now? I mean I guess we could walk through it and if you want to give it later that's that's fine. Okay. Uh, maybe we should get to the end of this issue actually. Um, okay. Uh, so okay yeah so you get to their their freaking fucking their mansion this <laughs> sheriff. Anyway. All right so so basically the sheriff is like all right so he says all right. You know what? We're 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 gonna cook some cohogs or we're gonna do whatever, right? It, my wife is is making dinner. You go back to my house, and I'm gonna be feel more safe with you back at my house. And so they say, okay. So we, they go back, and um, yeah, so we get to know the mom and the son the here. And and you actually see the house, right? You actually have a shot of the house, and the vehicles are there. You got a dune buggy. You got a car. You got a red truck. And um, you see the wife and the son and everything, and, uh, and yeah, he's never so, not holding a tennis racket or badminton, whichever. <laughs> so you meet the family. You, yeah, you you meet his wife, you meet his son, and everything. Um, and they they give a tour of the house and his Norse collection. Um, he he's collected a bunch of Norse items throughout you know the history of. Uh, you know, Scandinavia and all that, which includes an axe. This, you know, this, uh, and it's probably, you know, the uh, the the highlight of his entire collection. This Norse axe. Yeah. Also, I I loved your your comment that you had text or said on Twitter about this uh, this like wall mounted dragon head, and you're like, <laughs> this is the worst carpentry ever. Like literally, oh. the, where it would connect to the wall is just like this. Jack, get an edge of like. But what the what? hell is going on there? Like, yeah. look at that art. It's like, what is that? Yeah, it's like the Holy the paintbrush God. went dry right then. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, in reality, it would actually probably look pretty cool. But holy shit, yeah, yeah. It's like, is it just a sticker on the wall? Is it perspective <laughs> depth perception is just off? Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, it's bad. <laughs> So, I mean, they're, they're actually on a deck. They're eating, like, they have this clan bake, and they get this maid that's making everything for them. They excuse the maid. And then um, th- these inmates that have escaped, uh, they cause the death of this man uh, who has fallen downstairs and as they, they steal the boat. He, so they go to steal his boat, and he falls down the stairs and dies. Um, so because he's dead, now his wife has to be consoled. So the sheriff calls up his wife and his son uh, to drive his wife to go console his son. 
And now you have uh, Liam and June in this house alone mm-hmm. during storm, uh, a very bad storm that uh, eventually causes the power to go out and everything. Of course. So, yeah, yeah. It's like it's uh, Final Destination all over again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Great movie. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and uh, so here's here's the thing that uh, that I think that's that's going on here. I mean, so the very first page in this issue, uh, it, you ha- you see a guy pulling up in the rain on yeah. the bridge. Now, if you look at if you look at it, um, you got the pickup truck. Mm-hmm. There's a red pickup truck at the sheriff's house. Uh, it's gone in the end. Um, you look at his sleeve. You got the shotgun. Uh, that's the sheriff. Um, it's the sheriff, and uh, he and he's not concerned. Uh, that there are inmates that are on the loose because they're not violent. Uh, and so the cops are kind of taking their time. Uh, but because these inmates aren't violent in their nature, uh, but they steal this boat, uh, and, and which results in this guy dying eventually because he's chasing after or whatever. Um, and they go right to, they go right to the sheriff's office, his house. They go right to the sheriff's house and hunt down Liam right away. Uh, so at first I thought that they might be possessed and that's why they were acting that way and why, you know, when this guy gets it, eventually gets his head chopped off, um, that he's undead. Uh, yeah. But it, it kind of, it's like, it, it's looking like that is part of the axe. That's yeah. part of the, right? Right. So uh, yeah. when she looks at it, uh, when they're touring the house, you know, in this first issue, like uh, her, you see the reflection of her and the sun looking at it and the sun walks away or I guess they both walk away. And then all of a sudden yeah. the axe like lights up. It turns like the, the black sort of uh, root or blood or whatever that's painted on it goes from black to red. So it's like clearly something activated. I guess when she came around, I, you know, that's why I'm like, I don't know what they're going to try to do there, but. Uh, yeah, clearly there's something kind of supernatural or something happened with that, but exactly. Yeah. And and so, and I I think that's why this whole thing is set up by the sheriff. Yeah. Uh, So, so, uh, yeah, uh, he sent Liam to this house. Then he sent his family away and then the inmates arrived. Right. So like these inmates, like they, they, this is not, but those aren't, I'm trying Oh shit! But those aren't the inmates; those are his deputies. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, okay. What the progression of that happening? Because the the, the second issue isn't like no. it all. Kind of takes just takes place in the house with the girl like coming out, um, uh, June, and coming face to face with that that one inmate, and kind of hiding from him and time passing and going back and forth. And then finally you have this where they finally kind of meet up. She takes the ax for protection. They meet up on the beach at the end. She chops up his head. The head stays alive, which I think that progression was fucking awesome of like the head being upside down and like seeing the body and be like, what's going on? Like what's happening? Like it was a really cool sort of reveal and she like leaves and then she comes back with the bat. Anyway, it's an awesome progression, but like it, it kind of ends where you see, his prison suit undone and you see like the, the badge 
revealed so it's like well what okay yeah clearly there's something fucking crazy going on here so like that but i don't know like i don't have any even theories about what it would be at this point so what do you i mean lay the knowledge on me man because i'm (laughs) i'm i'm having fun with it but i'm lost well i mean i mean you look at it so you open the video you open the the issue and i mean and he looks like arthur fleck basically from joker (laughs) right yeah for sure yeah i mean he looks crazy and it, it looks like he's just possessed or whatever the hell is going on and he's he's I don't know. He he looks nuts. She's hiding, and then um, all this shit goes on. Where there's so much, so much great content between the two of them, between these two characters, and it can it actually continues on through the next issue, uh, where where these two characters in their connection and and, uh, how they connect between each other is so great, Um, and they. yeah, basically, I mean, she, I mean, he ends up being totally sympathetic, but also an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I can't you wait know? to read it, man. I'm ready. You know? I mean, she, I mean, she feels so bad for what she does to him. Yeah. Um, and, and, but, and he's such a dick, but you feel bad for him and you also feel bad for her. And, and that is, I mean, that is so great because um, they they meet each other. He wants to kill her. She actually ends up chopping off his freaking toes and then chopping off his head. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah I forgot no, about she, that. Was the first hit? Was like it took off was like half of his no, foot. Yeah. Toes. No, she's like because she grabs the axe, and this is the thing. All right, so in my entire theory, all right, so they actually they grab Liam. They tried to make him talk and get whatever they wanted out of him, which we find out later. Um, and uh, and oh, the only thing she has is this axe. And this is the thing that I think that nobody expected to actually count, be affected in this entire thing. She grabs the axe, and then uh, he threatens to basically kill her with his gun. And then she dra- she lures him out into the beach, and she chops off his toes as the power goes out, and then she chops off his head, yeah. and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just freaking amazing. And then his uh, his body floats out into the ocean, and he's still alive. Yeah, and he, he, I mean, he's scared. Like, what do you do? What do you do if you get your head chopped off? <laughs> right, and then you're, like even if even if you're the bad guy, even you're for a freaking asshole, and you have your head chopped off, what the freaking hell do you do? Yeah, like hey, like you just chopped off my head. Yeah, what? And you he gets he gets to the point too where he's like he's like begging for help, like like you know, yeah. like no no no, you can't leave me here. You got to help me, like that kind of thing. It's like, well, no, you were just chasing, but like at the same time, it's like now he's completely helpless, like he has nothing. But yeah, absolutely, and and that's what I love about his character too is that because he doesn't know what to do, he he just goes, he switches between just like be begging for help and calling her a bitch, and yeah, <laughs> angry, you know, because you just chopped off my head, and yeah, <laughs> you know, but I get why, like, <laughs> but still, yeah, no. yeah, but then and then he sees his body, his body floating away, yeah, and, and, and it's like yeah. 
the interaction between the two at the very end of this issue is great. And and the fact that she just, she just walks away and then she comes back. Yeah. To to take his head and to save him even though like, you know, what the hell is she doesn't have no idea what's going on or anything. Right. And she, she back for him. Uh, I think the ending is great, and uh, yeah, it, it's so good. I, I loved it. Yeah, I loved everything about. It. I've been yeah. I've been really impressed with uh, these books so far. Like I, the writing, it's not all Joe Hill, obviously. I guess he's the curator or whatever. But like, um, I, I've been really impressed with like the level of detail, and I, I don't know. It's it's just good writing, and it's not. Um, it, it's the difference between DC Black Label. Well, this is DC Black Label slash Joe Hill Presents slash Hill House Comics slash whatever, <laughs> but like subsidiary yeah. subsidiary of subsidiary. But like still, like it's it's the difference between what's happening with like a Black Label versus like DC Comics, where it's like taking time to to tell the story, but in a meaningful way with the details that matter and keeping it interesting, uh, versus well, we don't have to get into what's happening at DC for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's awesome that there is this side of it that's like very enjoyable, and it just happens to be horror comics. And like, I don't know, that's it, it's awesome to me that like I haven't at least yet haven't read one that I've been like bummed about. You know, I, I, they they've all been pretty uh, pretty high quality. So uh, I'm yeah. digging it, man. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna see because I don't the way the review copies work now, you can't uh, download them, yeah. um, which is weird because then they added like watermarks to like, like, okay. So like if me and Jordan on DC comics Squadcast, our review copies have our email address watermarked and it's to, you know, I'm obviously on their end. It's like, well, if it leaks, we'll know who leaked it and we can cut them off. I get that. That's totally fair. Um, but it's like, well, in that case, then can we download them please? You know, can we at least have them to where yeah. it's like, if we can't review them before Tuesday. So that's where I've been like getting completely, screwed up by a lot of this because i'm like i can't keep up with the time and i'm like missing things but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna well not only that is that i mean it's gone when you want might want to read them uh, you, right. you know yeah. you get uh, you, you get like oh, oh man this this issue is so great and then it's gone because now you're on to next week right yeah <laughs> yeah. It, yeah i never yeah. got that yeah oh yeah yeah Man, um, okay. So what's the okay? What's next on the obviously Basketful of Heads three, or is it yeah. was it Dollhouse three? What, what, I, I don't know what's up or down. Where what, what what what's left to be talked about as far as books that are coming out? I guess as of recording this, books coming out tomorrow. It's... Basketful number three and Lolo Woods number one. Cool, awesome. Yeah, I'm ready to read that one, man. That that'll be cool. Um, yeah. I. So, came across the ad of it in the first uh, basket full of heads. I'm like, okay, yeah, I remember visually, like I remember kind of what they were um, using for the ads there and whatnot. So cool, man. Uh, well, I'm going to get my hands on those tomorrow um, and head to the old, the, the old comic shop. So um, let's see. Is there anything else you want to add on the back end of this before we, uh, you know, give out some contact info and whatnot and do some, Obviously, I want to yeah, let you promote your uh, your website and all that stuff too. So, oh yeah, all right. Well, well I mean, I'm Joey Casco. I uh, I got thewinestalker.net. I also do reviews on uh, weirdsciencedccomics.com. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it. <laughs> right on, man. Well, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. Sorry it's taken me so long to uh, make this happen for this second episode of talking about these books in particular, but I'm a lot more settled now, and I think it should be easier to kind of continue on uh, talking about these uh, as they come. So it, it, actually, one more question. Mm-hmm. Um, what Do we know at this point, and I'm, I know, I'm sure I asked this before, or we talked about it or whatnot, but I don't remember. Are any of these like mini series, like do we know like, okay, this is only six issues or 12 issues or whatever, or is it just kind of like they go until they end? I, I mean, like it, it, they don't seem like they would be ongoing books. You know what I mean? Like, is there officially, any... they're officially they're all six issues. Okay, cool, cool. Officially, however, we don't know if they're gonna go beyond that. Yeah, I mean, if it's if anything sells enough, obviously they'll they'll yeah. want to make it somehow work, which is cool. If it's good, yeah. you know, I'm down for it. So, uh, awesome. Okay, so six I issues, mean, and we'll 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 just assume it's gonna be that until maybe it's not. But uh, yeah. awesome, dude. And, and out of we've got what three? We got three so far. I think. I think the the one that might go on longer might actually be the one that just came out with uh, Lolo Woods. Mm-hmm. I think that one actually be the one that uh, could actually go on longer, just from the story that it, that it's been told. Huh? Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, I can't wait wait to read it. I don't have the uh, don't have the review copy of that. Jordan um, on the slide. Jordan has he, he has been, uh, and I'll delete this. But Jim was doing this he was getting the PDFs of them and sending mm-hmm. them out, you know, to people. And then Jordan uh, jumped on to kind of yeah. help carry that burden. Cause it was like, well, one dude is sending them to everybody like that. It's gotta be annoying for him, but like God bless him for doing it. But uh, uh, yeah. yeah, Jordan jumped on to start doing that too, but he's not, he's not getting every book and I wouldn't expect him to because me and him don't talk about every book, obviously, but he's grabbed a few here and there that like he thinks might be on my peripheral. But, uh, so those weren't in that, so I'm like, okay, well, I'll just I don't I don't mind going to buy it because so far I like Black Label and definitely like the Hill House books, so I don't mind you know picking them up. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, I can't wait to read that uh, tomorrow. It, who's writing Lolo Woods? Is that Joe Hill or is it another new writer? No, it's another writer. Hold on a second. I got it right here. Uh, shit. And I think you know I really liked it because it really seemed like. Holy shit, where are you? Dropbox. And this is the most annoying part because I can't decide if I can go into Box or Dropbox. Where am I going? Yeah, I can't. It's like one I prefer on my computer, one I prefer on my phone, and it's different between the two. All right, so Lola Woods, where are you? Lola Woods. It is... I you know I, I love the, the thing that I love about it, it it the art looks like it comes right out of the year that takes place so we got that's Carmen cool. Maria cool okay Carmen Maria Machado nice that's new that's new to me I don't know I feel yeah. like a lot of these things these uh like DC has been pulling in for their side labels a lot of like writers of novels and like you know like best-selling authors of whatever, you know, yeah. uh, and bringing them into comics, which is kind of cool. Uh, so, yeah, man, can't wait to read that. So, um, all right, I mean, dude. Well, I think, I think 
I'm going to let you, if you want to give a last, any kind of last comments, last word or whatnot, but uh, I'll, I'll let you kind of take it out with that. But dude, it's been fun. It's been a, 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 these books are like a fucking roller coaster of like, like I said before, like I go into it thinking, well, there's not really much to talk about with this story. And then it turns out being like, <laughs> whoa, like all these fucking details and shit. So, it, dude, it's awesome. And I, again, really enjoying it. And it's even more fun talking about it because you're obviously uh, <laughs> picking up on a lot more things that I'm even grasping. So that's awesome. And so it's been a fun kind of like uh, learning more about these stories that I've read a couple of times already even. So. Uh, but yeah, dude, do you want to, any last thoughts on any of the stories or the books or whatever, or anything? I really don't. <laughs> hey, right on, I, man. <laughs> I really, but, but the, the one thing that I will say about the Lolo Woods, the one thing that actually really brings back. So, I mean, we're not talking about right now, but hopefully we will the next time is the letters. Uh, okay. Steve does the letters. Um, and it, I think that that is why it really brings us back to the, the letters really, it brings us back to the nineties. Cool. Um, and, and just the, the style of the letters. Uh, I mean, it, it just really, I thought that is really why it brought me back to like a nineties indie style comic Very cool. Um, as well as the art and the story and all that. But, uh, the letters was really great for that. Yeah. So, Hell yeah, man. Well, I can't wait to read it and then we'll, uh, talk about it obviously in the next the next round of uh, Hill House Comics, man. But, dude, it's been a blast. Uh, take care. And until next time, uh, I don't really have uh, an exit slogan for this particular oh. conversation. But uh, what, <laughs> what? what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you want a slogan? <laughs> or, you know, like, oh, stay creepy and keep on reading them horror comics. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no. Not that nightmare inducer. No, it's just me. No. Uh, but yeah, dude. Uh, okay. Take care. We'll talk <laughs> more books next time. Absolutely, man. All right. That is it. Thank you so much to everyone who is listening. I appreciate you uh, being patient with the show. If you are a, a long time listener, as they say. Uh, and if you're not a long time listener, thanks for being here regardless. But uh, we will be back with another episode ASAP covering some of these uh, Hill House comics. I've got an, an issue of Something is Killing the Children by James Tynan to catch up on. But most importantly, we, like I said, we will be coming back with more old school comics, uh, horror comics, I'm talking about those and doing the usual thing. Again, still getting set up, getting our routine going and our new neighborhood and our new house and all that stuff. Uh, and the holidays are finally fucking ending. I hope yours were great. Mine were fine. They were fine. They were good. I got to see people. But God, if I'm not ready for the chaos to end, you know, I just got to be honest. Yeah, holidays. It, they ain't. You know, they just give the hand. And I just kind of want them to be glue. Yeah, maybe just But, uh, you know. Uh, thank you all. And if you want to get in touch with the show, you can always email your show mail. Your, I want to hear your horror stories, your spooky stories, your weird stories. And also, if you have original stories that you wrote um, or comics or books or whatever, uh, please 
let me know and send me a preview or send me, a, I don't know, review copy. Again, I'm willing to, I, I, I'm say I'm willing to, I will, if you send me a review copy, I'll go buy it. If it's on Comixology or, or Amazon as a physical copy, whatever, I'll buy it. I'll support it. Um, I just, I need to see that it's real before I commit, you know, <laughs> to commit to it. Um, but I want to hear from you. And I, again, like I said, I want to hear your actual like personal experiences too, because that's something I do want to make a part of the show is, uh, your personal experiences with weird shit, um, <clears throat> horror stories, ghosts, uh, anything in that realm. Uh, I'm not going to make fun of anyone i'm not gonna ridicule like i'm i obviously i wouldn't be doing this if i didn't love the genre uh so please 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 send in your mail about anything Uh, again it's horrorcomicspodcast at gmail.com you can hit me up on twitter at horrorcomicspod god the twitter one always throws me off what is the twitter account because i had to shorten it and it was I've said it a million times since, and everyone's gonna be like, why don't you know your own fucking Twitter? And I'm like, well, because I don't remember much about anything. But yeah, it's Horror Comics Pod uh, on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I'd love to talk to everyone about anything. And uh, give me a follow. I'll give you a follow back. And, uh, you know, if you're on iTunes listening, please uh, give, us, uh, give us a review. And I'll re- read your review on the show. And, uh, you know, that'd be great. That'd be just fantastic. And, uh, yeah, so, again, had a great time talking to Joey. We'll be talking more, and we're going to be bringing back more old-school comics in the way that I do things. Uh, So, again, thank you all so much. It means the world that you're listening. It means the world that you interact with me on social media, even during my absences. But, uh, seriously, it it makes my heart warm. It really does. Uh, And I can't say it enough. I really can't. Uh, So, Thank you all. You all have a great, please, fuck all the negativity. Fuck, turn off your fucking news if you're watching Fox or CNN or MS, whatever, any of any of those channels, fucking turn it off. You don't have time for that. You don't have time for that shit. Turn it off and tell yourself, I don't give a fuck about any of that shit. I'm going to have a good year and I'm going to, Take part in the things that I love to do, and I'm not going to be miserable. Whether you're like me, and you love comics, and you're just going to dive into it. And yeah, maybe sometimes you pick up a comic book that's new, and all they want to talk about is current political uh, situations and stuff. And then you just don't read it. And you take the comic book, and you, and you give it to Goodwill, or you, you know, whatever. Um, but you don't have time for that. It's all bullshit. All you have time for is you your family, your friends, your loved ones, your happiness, and, and and having a good time with those people. In the short time that we have here, we don't have time to waste on all the negative bullshit that they try to bait us on. So turn it off. So turn it off and, and spend time with your family. Uh, or, or read a comic book or read a book, read a novel, uh, watch a TV show that you love. Uh, do something that makes you happy, that enlightens you, makes you feel good. And it inspires you to, uh, you know, just to just do great things or, or, or even just to just have a good life. It doesn't have to be doing great things. It can just be, you know, enjoying the day. Do those things. Turn all the other negative shit off. Turn it off. All of it. Turn it off. Which sounds weird coming from horror comics podcast, but 
I just have to say it because that's how I'm trying to start off my new year uh, is um, just digging into the shit that I love. So happy new year, everyone. Happy 2020. Uh, a lot of great things happened for me in 2019 uh, and, and the decade that preceded 2019. And I'm not going to go into it here. It's just we, we got to count the good things. We got to talk about the good things. We got to focus on the good things because it's easy to get caught up caught up in the negative things which but in the long run they don't matter focus on the things that make you happy and if it's horror and watching people get their bodies ripped apart on a comic book page (laughs) like me that's just what it is my friend that's what it is and that's what makes you happy and hey if you're listening to this you're in the right place so keep on reading those fucking horror comics and just ring in bring or ring i don't know which one it is it's one of the two or both the new year in 2020 with those horror comics and let's just talk about them let's read them and let's laugh at them and with them and have a great time we're going to continue to do that and again thank you for listening to this nonsense and uh all right you all take care be safe have a happy happy beginning of 2020 let's do it right all right Good night. Keep reading those horror comics. I'm going to bed because I'm very fucking tired. But good night.